Football on Off The Ball With Sky Don't miss Brighton versus Arsenal on Saturday Night Football Live on Sky Sports Yeah, and we're delighted here on OTP Sports that all our football is brought to you by Sky All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports John Giles is with us as always at half seven on a Thursday Evening, John Evening, Nathan Uh I want to talk about Roger Hunt first, uh, who sadly yeah. passed away this week. Uh, unfortunately, we, last week we were talking about the passing of Jimmy Greaves and yeah. his strike partner at the start of that World Cup in 1966 was Roger Hunt. Uh, what an incredible career he had for so long. He was Liverpool's all-time leading scorer uh, with 286 goals, remains their record league goal scorer with 244 goals, uh, played for the club for 12 seasons, won a couple of league titles, an FA Cup, and also, obviously, a key part of that England squad yeah. that won the World Cup in 1966. A, a proper he, legend. Well, he played in all those matches like, mm. in, the, in the World Cup. You know, uh, Roger. Now he was a great lad. He was, he was, he was. I'd say almost a great player, right? and he was very, very uh, uh, modest in his way. He never was flashy in any way, and and, and uh, just got on with the job. Real, real workhorse of a player. I mean, he he, he was ideal for for Ian St. John when they were a partnership, right? Because Ian, Ian played off him all the time, and Ian wouldn't be able to run. Well, it didn't run around as much as he was a workhorse guy, but scored a lot of goals as you as you as you mentioned yeah. there. But a really good lad, very honest in his play. Did never got into any trouble. Just got on with the job, and uh, like he, he never gets. He hardly gets a mention around the '66 World Cup winning mm. team. You know, it's all about like Jimmy Greaves not playing in the two matches and the lads coming on. But Roger played in all the matches, yeah. and uh, you know he was he was a, a very modest individual who was a terrific player. I got to know him a bit, uh, uh, Nate. Right? How we were away in we were away in in Mexico. There was a competition in uh, in, in 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 one of the football uh, things at the time, and it was that if they picked. So you say you picked me yeah. in the team, and your name came up. You got a trip to uh, to Mexico, right? And I got a I got a free you got trip, a nice trip over, yeah. And Roger, funny enough, it's only four years. Imagine how football uh, things happen in football. Yeah. Only four years after winning and being a hero at the World Cup, he was on a tour with a, with a, with a firm as a, as a host. And when he got to to, to Mexico, Guadalajara, I think we were in the the, thing, the, 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 the firm he was with went bust. Nathan. So, so, so he was stuck, you know. And uh, luckily enough, he, he was he was able to come down to the hotel that we were in. Yeah. And like they they thought he was one of the lads. So he used to he, he used to eat with us every day, and that I know it's it's, it's it sounds it doesn't sound much, but he was a really good lad, and he got caught up in that particular thing. But it's only four years after winning the World Cup. Now you think you think say for example the FA in England. Would say, look, all the lads who who, who weren't still playing, or went could, could be, uh, you know, guests yeah. up there for the. For, no, poor old Roger was stuck over there with a firm that went bust in the in in, wow. in, in on his on his particular trip. So I got to lot, know him a lot more, obviously. Yeah. Then I knew him from playing against him, but he was he was a real gent, uh, uh, Nathan. Really good lad, terrific player, terrific player. By the way. You talk of him there as a workhorse, and the way you talked about Jimmy Greaves last week, it sounds as though they would have been pretty much perfect bedfellows as strikers working together. 
Well, well, they were Nathan. You know, like they were. They were. It's Jim, Jimmy Greaves was was very unlucky in 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 that at that particular mm. time because they were regular players. Jimmy Greaves played in loads of matches, and he only he, like he played in the first two matches. Things weren't going well uh, for the England team. Yeah. So Ramsey decided to make changes, drastic changes. And the thing with Jimmy, you see, if the team is not playing well, like Jimmy's main thing was scoring goals. Yeah. But he wasn't. He wasn't even getting any chances. So, so he paid the price for that. And he only, Jimmy played in the first two matches, and England didn't play well at all. But Roger was never going to be left out because he, he was the workhorse. Jimmy didn't get the chances to do what he needed to do, yeah. which was to score goals. You know, But Jimmy only missed those few matches. And then he was back in the England team almost straight after the World Cup, Nathan. That was, that's how unlucky he was. Yeah. But uh, there was no way that, uh, that uh, Roger Hunt would be left out in that yeah. situation. As you said, you you would have played against them many times. Probably the most famous one was the '65 Cup Final. Yeah, when Liverpool won, he he was among the goals that day. Yeah, he scored the first goal. Yeah. Was, that was that was a two-one win for Liverpool. Uh, Nathan, first time they ever won the cup, uh, and there used to be a thing around that time of superstition that as long as the Liverpool board was there uh, in in Liverpool, Liverpool would never win the World uh, win the FA Cup. Right. But they did that day. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was amazing. That was our. First, we were just promoted that year. It was amazing for, for us. Uh, yeah. Liverpool were an established team, brilliant team, brilliant team. Ron Yates and Tommy, uh, Tommy, Tommy Smith, and and obviously uh, uh, Roger, Roger Hunt. Roger yeah. Hunt. Uh, brilliant players: Ian St. John, Thompson, Wingers, Callahan. They were a really class team. But we, we took them to extra time. Yeah. And in, in, in St. John got it. It was only the smallest guy who got a great header. And, and Liverpool won the cup for the first time. And the library board is still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 100,000 at that game, at that FA Cup final. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the, that was the norm, don't yeah. forget, in those days. They were talking about 1960, uh, sorry, 65, Nathan. I presume you like, couldn't this, hear each other on the pitch when there's 100,000 people there. What's it like? You couldn't talk to each other. You know, if his teammates shouting at you, you wouldn't have been able to hear him with the noise. Which the players? Yeah, and you'd hear them all right. I mean, you said, "F this and F that and F you," and there'd be, there'd be plenty of that going on. Now you could hear you could hear that all right. You'd hear you know? Big Jack. I would be Jack. You'd be hear, hear Big Jack anywhere. <laughs> on it, you know, but uh, no, no. The, uh, the crowd would be there. On it, you know, you see, there was there was there was mostly standing on the terraces in yeah. those days. Uh, Nathan, you know, going back to to 1965, you know, it's a long time ago. Uh, but but the atmosphere would, would be would be just as good, right? Because there was more there was more people in. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, like people used to go mad for the for the tickets because the, the clubs only got a certain amount because it was the FA and they used to give clubs uh, tickets to all the clubs in the uh, under the FA. So the the, the, the actual team supporters only got about fifteen thousand. Each, right? Item. You know, that's why they used to go mad for the tickets. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, especially Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool had won the league uh, the year before. Well established, and brilliant team, brilliant team. We 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 were just promoted that year. We finished runners up in the league and runners up in the cup, and that's why we got the name later later of, of not winning as much as we should. Yeah, you know what I mean, Nathan. But it was a miracle, uh, really, in many ways, to reach. The, we beat Manchester United in the semi final. And finish runners up in, in the uh, in the league as a t- first pro- only promoted, you know. Anyway, that's yeah, that's the way it was. But Liverpool now. were a great team. Yeah. That first that was Shankly's first great team, and they were brilliant, brilliant. 
the other thing I read about that game was that Jerry Byrne, the Liverpool player, broke his collarbone very early in the match, but it was at a time when there were no substitutions, so he just played the full match with yeah. a broken collarbone. Is was that something that happened to you at any stage during your career, or where you know you, you knew you were in trouble, but you just had to play? Yeah, well, not with your collarbone, with any serious injury where you just had to play on regardless. Oh well, I must be honest. When I did me my collarbone, Nathan, I wasn't playing football, but there's no way I could have played football with that. Right. The pain was so bad; it was one of the worst things I ever had. Uh, so, but but Jerry Bourne was a, was a hard nut. I see. It was it was Bobby. It was in a tackle with Bobby Collins. Now, right. Jerry was a hard nut himself, and Bobby Collins was an even harder nut. And Bobby was smaller than me, stocky lad, great player. But, but could he handle himself? And it was a tackle, it was a 50-50 tackle, really. Now, in a 50-50 tackle, how do you break somebody's collarbone, Nathan? Well, you tell me. Well, I don't know myself, but Bobby <laughs> managed to do it. But, but Jerry Bourne, oh, he played on. And that match went into extra time and everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's. Uh, it doesn't say much incredible. for me. Now, I played most of the game when he's marking me. <laughs> <laughs> and did you did you know something was wrong? Did you know he was injured? No, no, didn't show uh. it. <laughs> yeah, he had a broken. He, he had a bro- I didn't know. I didn't even know that he he uh, broken. He, he, he was unbelievable what he could do. Yeah. Imagine playing a match. Breaking your collarbone is unbelievably bad. I I broke it. It's fallen. Uh, unbelievable. But he was—he wasn't hard enough. He could—he could—he could handle himself. But Bobby Collins was was even harder. Yeah. Bobby was smaller than me. But he was a great <laughs> player for Celtic. He'd been a great player for yeah, Celtic yeah. for ten years. Then he went to Everton for a few years, and then he came to Leeds. And he—he was the biggest influence, in my opinion, for Leeds getting to where they were. Yeah. Uh, having 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 come to the club, absolutely brilliant, brilliant. Uh, those days uh, around the 60s like you often see video of it now and the cop and the yeah. crowd are singing Beatles songs and the atmosphere and everyone's crowded in like they obviously that Anfield crowd at the time worshipped uh, a Roger Hunt w- would you have got a sense of that of the esteem he was held in around Liverpool when he was playing there oh yeah I think they called him Lord Roger <laughs> he was known as Lord Roger with the Liverpool crowd oh, they loved him but you couldn't help but love him as a player that, that's, that's playing for you yeah. he gave it everything he got for years and years you know, they did, as you say, Daddy, over here he's got like uh, 285 goals in 490 appearances. Yeah. Like, and he was just a lad that got on with the job, didn't cause any trouble, never got into any trouble, and just honest in what he did. You know, he, he never kicked anybody, but he'd go for the ball. He was a good header of the ball. He scored that day with a header. He was, he was just a manager's dream. Yeah. Modest, uh, terrific lad, really, really, and a terrific player. Terrific player. Yeah. Never got the headlines, Roger. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, like, a lot of people don't remember. A lot of people that I talk don't remember that he actually played in the World Cup in 66. Yeah, as you say, he played every minute of the final, but every all minute. anyone, yeah. anyone uh, talks well, about is Jeff Hurst. He played in all the matches, mm. I think. Now, he was a great lad. He was a modest lad. Well, most, of the, most of the lads I ever met in football who were terrific players had this modesty about them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always found this one, young fellas, the young fellas, and their, their head goes away. They never make it. They never make it. I've seen lads come into into the teams, play a couple of matches, and they play really well. And they had to go, Nathan. And they're, they're really big time. Yeah. With all the lads that I met now, or played with or against, who were great players, had a, were very, very modest individuals. And Roger was one of them, one of the most modest I ever met. 
never talk about themselves. Just get on with the job. Yeah, uh, an incredible career, as we said, and uh, mm. sadly died earlier this week at the age of 83. Mm. Uh, we've live commentary of Liverpool against Manchester City on Sunday. Huge game in the Premier League this weekend. Um, Liverpool head into that scoring goals for fun, uh, John. Every game they seem to score three. Mo Salah's in sensational form. Similar scenario again in midweek in the Champions League. Uh, you were saying a few weeks ago you felt they're going to go very close, if not all the way, uh, this season in the Premier League. Uh, what have you made of them over the last week? And a player in particular who's come up into the side in the last week, Curtis Jones in midfield. I'm wondering what you've made yeah. of him. Good lad, Tankton. I think he's going to be a top notcher. Right, really, really good. You know, he got, he got a good few matches last year when they had a lot of injuries. Yeah, and and he looks the part. I think he's a type of player that Liverpool need. I think he's a genuine uh, creator in the middle of the field. You know, they've a lot of good players in in, in there, as we know, uh, with Firmino and 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 a few others. But none of them uh, are, are are schemers. They used to call them schemers in my day. That get a hold of the ball and, and uh, know when it's time to, to slow it down and that. And this, this lad is only, is only young, but mm. he has that ability to do what I think none of the other midfield players can do at Liverpool. I think he'll stay in the team. Right. right. Yeah, and, and he'd be a big, big plus for them. But, the, but they've got it going again, uh, Liverpool, there's no doubt. And I think Porto seems to be, seemed to be a, a good club for them. Didn't they beat them five or one yeah, in Porto last year yeah. and the year before, and another five this year away from home? That's a, you know that's a fantastic result. But I think they, they, they've got the uh, you know Van Dijk is coming back. I think he'll get better with uh, every game he plays. Get that, that match fitness. Uh, Curtis Jones then, and, and also Thiago, who's a different type of player. Does it suggest that they'll take a, they'll take a bit of stopping? There's no doubt about that. At times, it's becoming farcical and. You have to really feel for these players and management. This isn't normal in any shape or form. For your first chance to hear Brian O'Driscoll on OTB, download the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications. The addition of, say, Klopp is trying to get something more from him is midfield because so often, as you know, you would use describe it as that go go go, and like that midfield gave them the energy to do that with a Henderson and a Fabinho and a Vinaldum. That maybe now with those type of players, he's looking for a bit more control in midfield. Yeah, I think he's right too, Nathan. I think the, the go, go, go is fine. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, but in a match when it's going your way, everybody's okay. But when it starts going against you, the likes, that's when you need a, a, a Curtis Jones, who can read it. When Graham Souness was there, he's a perfect example for it at Liverpool. Like, when you're playing in that position, you have to, 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 to know, right, this is going against us a little bit. We have to slow it down, just get on the ball. Uh, I know he, this kid is capable of that. Graham Souness did it. But of all, all the other midfield players that Liverpool have at the moment, I don't think there's anybody can do that. Because mm. once you slow, you know, it's reading the game, when it's just gone against you, you might be two up, it's gone against you. Then, obviously, there's only one ball on the pitch, as we know. And if you can get a grip of the ball, then it stops the team from coming on against you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because what happens with Liverpool, if you get against them and they're playing a high line... They, they can be a bit vulnerable, you know? Yeah. So what you have, if you've got a midfield player who stops the other team even getting to the defence, and that's what Young Jones is, is capable of doing, and, and, and Graeme Souness could do it, a few players could do it, uh, just, no, this is not going, this is going against the signs in the pitch when you're on the pitch to know we need to slow this down a little bit. These, these, this team is coming back on us. So you've got a grip of the ball, a little ball here, a little ball there, a little ball there, just to take the heat out of it. 
And Liverpool didn't with Henderson is not capable of doing it. And Milner, good players in their own right in what they do. But I think Jones is capable of going the, the, the extra bit to be able to know, no, this is, we need to slow it down a bit here and get a grip of the ball. Yeah. I think it'd be a big, I think it'd be a really, really big player for Liverpool. It's a huge game on Sunday and it's a game that generally lives up to the hype as well over the last three or four years. Some of the matches between Liverpool and Manchester City have been right from the top drawer. When you think back to those big games you used playing like this, John, across the course of a season, is there a different feel in training? Is there a different feel in the dressing room on a week like this or do you want everything as if it's just another game? Well, it, it, it can only be another game, Nathan. You know, it, it, like it's, it's okay... You, you, you should be preparing for every match the same anyway. So when it comes to, say, Leeds against Liverpool away or Manchester United away, it's it's on the day. You know, you, like you, you shouldn't be... You, you probably... You know, obviously, it's a big match and yeah. it's a great match to play in. But but I think most players look forward to those matches, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. I know I did on the Leeds land and Norman. You, you'd be really up for these games. I mean, this is what you, you play football for. Mm-hmm. You know, because people say, well, you're going to Wembley, would you be nervous? Of course, you'd be a bit nervous, but that's that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's what, if you're going to be a professional footballer, you want to play in the big games. I, I, I did come across some players when it did come to the big day, couldn't handle it. You know, but, but if you're going to be the real McCoy and, and win things, you have to be like Liverpool uh, and, and the players at Manchester United who are winning them and they're right in and that, you know. You're a bit nervous. You, 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 there'd be something wrong with you if you weren't a bit nervous. But you have oh, yeah. to handle those nerves, Nathan. You know, yeah. you have to handle them. You have to. Like the, I think most players have a show-off portion, if that's the right word, in them. Now, when you're a kid, you want to play in the cup final. You want to play in front of the big crowd. There's a bit of a show-off situation in it. That yeah. I'm, I want to show people how, how good, good I are. am. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the bigger the crowd, the better. That's that's if you really that's if you're a real pro. Now the lads who can't handle it, uh, Nathan, uh, would would play in, in biggish matches at youth level and central league level. Are playing the first team, and you soon find out about them. They're not going to handle that. They're right. not going to make it. You know, we had one or two at Leeds young lads at Leeds. I won't name them. Uh, who were t- terrific ability, but when it came to the big matches, collapsed. Didn't have the temperament. Now you got yeah. Billy Bramner, for example. Nothing was too big for Billy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Billy wants to show air, show off. This is what I can do. And he did it. You know, Billy, if you look at Billy, what Billy scored in big matches, goals, goals, I mean. Yeah. Really, really important goals. I mean, I think we won three, four or five semifinals. And I think he scored a winning goal. Right. Even just talking about the Liverpool match when we were beaten 2-1, he scored a cracker that day. Yeah. Billy Bramner. You know, I'm only showing as an example. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you said, if you said to somebody, like, would Billy be nervous? <laughs> He must be joking. Billy, Billy was going to be started at the match. And he was in many, and in yeah. a lot of the matches. You know, there's, there's a difference in, in, in people in, in that particular way. And then you meet other lads, with one or two at Leeds, young lads, couldn't handle it at all. But that, that attitude that Billy Bremner had must have been sort of infectious in the dressing room that, you know, if he's not nervous, why should I be? Oh, yeah, well, he was a pain in the bum sometimes <laughs> in the dressing room. Because he was full of life bouncing around. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's other lads like Norman Hunter, be quiet. I, I didn't want to be bothered. You know, but, but that, that was that was Billy. That was his you, way. You, all, everybody approached it in their own, own different way. Yeah. To handle the nerves. But you want to have the nerves 
If you're playing in a big match like at Wembley, any big match, right, from the time you wake up, well, I know in my experience, from the time I woke up in the morning, I was I was on my own, in my head. Right. Didn't in my want head. any distraction. Yeah, no distraction. Yeah, nervous. See, to, 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 to be able to play at the level that you want to play in, you, you need, um, what's the word, the rush of... Rush, rush of adrenaline. Adrenaline. Now, how do you get adrenaline? Like, usually you get adrenaline if something happens to you. you yeah. But what, for, as a, I, I know from the time I woke up in the morning, I got up, what, at nine o'clock or so, I could feel, I, I was I was out of it. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Well. Uh, I was, uh, used to call it when I played with him, I was on automatic pilot. Right. Right? That's the build-up to the match, because nobody can go out on a match without this adrenaline to play at the level that you want to play at, Nathan. So if you don't have the nerves... You don't have the adrenaline. And could you be distracted, John? So you had your sort of... I guess you were getting in the zone, is probably what we'd say yeah, now. but that's what they call it. You can call it what... And would, any would, sort of getting would, in the would, zone. Would you look it, back in usually, games? It, it usually... It's nerves that that's, uh, provide the adrenaline. Yeah. To, to be at a level mentally and physically to do what's needed to be done. So anybody that tells you, no, I wasn't a bit nervous, well, they, they weren't going to play well, right? But would because it have been to, play, days? to play at the level that you want to play at, to handle the crowd and all the various things, it's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's not normal. You need the adrenaline to, to, to handle it. and get, Of course you're nervous. You're really nervous. But, but they call it good nerves. Yeah. Did you know, you? you're not going out there shaking. You know, you're not going, to, oh, God, I've got to go out here and play. You're looking forward to go out and play, to play. But if you want to play at a certain level, then you have to have this adrenaline uh, rush, as it were. And, and to be able to handle it, and to, to try and well, look, I'm handling this. This is okay. I'm looking forward to this. I want to play in this game because that's what you wanted from the time you were a kid. Yeah, did now, you, you have didn't realise about the nerves when you were a kid, but did, you grow into that. Did you have days, John, where you had bad nerves, or where you somehow were forced out of the zone? Something happened in the morning that distracted you, that got out out you out of your routine, and that you just weren't right going on the pitch. No, I never had that, Nathan. You know, I never, I never, uh, well, like most nights now, I'd go into a hotel and, and leave, uh, you know, Anne and the kids. Uh, they'd be uh, totally separated from right. that. Now, I didn't always play well. I had a, had a few I had a few nightmares as well. I mean, I played it in the semi-final of the cup against a great uh, sports team in, in 1962, uh, Nathan. Yeah. And I had a nightmare. That's when Matt fell out with me. I, yeah, I, yeah. I was playing. I was only twenty-one, and I was playing against you know. Well, Jimmy Greaves was was playing that day. Uh, Dan Midfield was was um, Danny Blanchflower, uh, and Dave McKay, and John White. And I was I was I, this wasn't a good Manchester United team, but I thought I could handle it. Yeah. You know, but I couldn't. I had a nightmare, and Matt lost confidence in me altogether. So I was up for the match. <laughs> My nerves were okay. I had the adrenaline and going, yeah. but I had a nightmare. Right. It can happen even with the adrenaline gone. You still have a nightmare, but but if you don't have the adrenaline gone, you're going to have a nightmare in every match. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we wrap up, John, I do want to talk to you about Chelsea because uh, everyone's been getting very excited about Chelsea at the start of this season and Thomas Tuchel and the arrival of Romelu Lukaku. It's been a difficult week for them: uh, defeat to Manchester City and then a defeat in midweek uh, against uh, Juventus as well in the Champions yeah. League. It was interesting listening to Tuchel after the Manchester City defeat. I think it's something you've touched on before that Chelsea he felt played like they were protecting something. 
is that something they're going to have to really get used to now that like they're one of the favourites for the league that when Tuchel came in they were sort of the underdogs nobody expected a huge mm. amount from them last season but now they actually do have something to protect they're in a title race they have mm. a lot to lose That that's a, a mentality that he's going to have to work hard to shift well I'm amazed that he said that Nathan to, mm. to, to be honest because you know he's an experienced manager an experienced player as well I, I think the difference actually in the, in the Chelsea Manchester City match was Manchester City right Manchester City were back to where they were not really at their best especially when they didn't have the ball, Nathan. Yeah. You know, they made, they made a, 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 a pace in the game that actually Chelsea couldn't handle. You know, it was back to where Pep was doing what he... Like, I saw Chelsea player on the ball. There was three cities players after them. Every time, from start to finish, they totally outplayed. They didn't give Chelsea a look at the ball. Yeah. And that, like now, I think what happened then in the second match, which it didn't play so well uh, the other day, City when they were beaten, and I think a lot of it's to do, it, believe it or not, with Re- Re- Sterling coming back into the team. He's yeah. not doing that anymore. Yeah, he looks a shadow of the player he was a couple of years I ago. I don't know what he hasn't played for City since last Christmas. Mm. Now, when it came to the, the the England team playing in the in the, in the, the European Championship, he was back to where he was. Yeah. He was really good. He's one of the best players. Then he started plays for for City again, and he's not out of, not at the races again. He's been left out of the team. So whether he's looking to get away or not, but, but I think uh, you know if City want to do continue to do what they have to have this enthusiasm uh, to win back the ball like they had against Chelsea last week. Definitely, they have to do that every week, or else they won't do it. Um, I didn't see all the match now in the other day against City, but I know they had chances in the match. Yeah, they did. They did. They certainly weren't uh, completely outclassed you know I mean? by Paris. But they have to get that uh, when they haven't got the ball to, to chase after the ball like they did against Chelsea. And Sterling is not helping them when he's in the team to do that. Yeah. And if they're not doing that, Nathan, they won't. They won't. They won't win it. But from Chelsea's point of view, I'm amazed at the manager Tuchel to make the statements that he's made. Made. And I was. I, I watched the match last, last night against Juventus. And I was amazed too at the changes he made, Nathan, over the ninety minutes. Right. You know what I mean? He's got a lot he, of praise put, generally for that. Sorry. He's generally got a lot of praise for the substitutions he's made. Yeah, in but match. It, 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 he, he put Ross, Ross Barkley in, lost his chic, uh, Hudson, oh, who haven't been in the team at all. Yeah. Like he made what are there's five changes that you can make now. Yeah, five substitutions. Yeah. You know, and, and Juventus were the better team. Yeah. There's no doubt from start to finish they were, and they've been having a bad time. So. It's amazing the way it happens. You know, a, few, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, I would have said there's no way Tuchel would do that. And I, and, and I think they will get back to be real challengers. Yeah. But, you know, Liverpool have come back into it now. Uh, Manchester United, I, I thought, didn't play well at all last night, uh, yeah. Nathan. We've got to leave it there, unfortunately, John. Okay. Uh, we'll, okay. we'll have a lot to talk about next Thursday, though, when we have Liverpool-Manchester City live on uh, Sunday afternoon, yeah. so we'll uh, talk all about that next Thursday. Mind yourself. Nathan, I get to a stage where I can't stop. <laughs> so, so, sorry about that, but we'll... Uh, it's the adrenaline, John. It's the, adre- it's the adrenaline junkie that's in you. It's kicking in yeah. again. I get that. See, I get that adrenaline before I start talking to you. That's it. That's it. It's like the good old days. John, great stuff as always. Okay, Nathan. Speak to you then. Bye, bye, bye. Uh, a reminder as well that we're delighted to have all our football on Off The Ball brought to you by Sky all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. Don't miss Brighton versus Arsenal on Saturday Night Football. Live on Sky Sports.